Welcome to the Impact Podcast with your hosts, Jacinta and Kobe. We'll be diving into all things holistic health and our perspective of what people really need to live a sustainable, healthy lifestyle. We are super excited because we've got an amazing guest, Sammy Parker from Grab Life by the Balls. Sam's doing amazing stuff on the coast, impacting lots of lives and is about to go on an amazing tour, mateship tour. Caravan of balls. Caravan of balls. (laughs) (laughs) Now, this is very, very important because right now it is Men's Health Week and we're excited to get into it. So, Sam, we're super excited to have you here today. We're obviously all um, caffeined up and ready to go. So Uh, caffeined up. (laughs) So caffeined up. I don't know about you, but I've only had decaf today. Have you? No. No. Our listeners are keen to hear exactly what the charity Grab Life by the Balls is and um, and exactly what you do. So um, let's start with there. What is what is the charity that you work with? Yeah, accidentally started a charity. Uh, it's about men's health and well-being, essentially. And there's very particular wording that we use around it because we're talking to guys. Guys are our target market and... They can smell bullshit when even there's no bullshit there. So am I allowed to swear? I didn't ask about that. Yeah, go yeah, for it. Sweet, awesome. Um, so very particular about the wording, but also particular when we come back to um, holistic health, because I was just listening to you guys, episode number one, Yeah. Um, about holistic health. And it's not just about the absence of stress in our life. It's not just about the ab- absence of disease in our life. It's about how much can we grab it, literally, sometimes, mm-hmm. yeah. and really shake the shit out of life and have a really good time. So how do we do that? Yeah. Well, it turns out <clears throat> some of the simple stuff is actually really good, as I'm sure you guys are aware. And mateship is one of those things. And you mm. think about it, like I think about uh, the country town that we grew up in, or we lived out out of town, but Dad and Johnny Buller, the guy next door that owned the shearing shed, mate, they were on the beers all the time. It wasn't about the beers, though. It was never about the beers. It was about the chat. Yeah. And like how often these days, very rarely do you see the, the old guys having a chat after work, hanging over the back of the, the ute or the, the car or whatever. It's like we're all so busy, 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 busy mm. doing what? Yeah. And people yeah. say, I'm getting there. Yeah. And then you ask them, where's that? And then they've got no answer. Yeah. You know, like it, guys are really struggling. I think we're all struggling in general. Mm. But I think guys are doing it tougher because of the way that we go about it. And you that's why... the term simple, Sam. Yeah. Is Do you feel like men don't simplify it? So they feel like in order to live a holistic lifestyle, the, the picture seems too big or too, yeah, too big to grasp? Yeah, well, I think if you if you sort of sort like we we've started around because men's suicide stats are the leading cause of death mm. between fifteen and forty four. Seven of nine suicides every day, the latest data showing, mm. are men. Yeah. But what people aren't talking about is that ninety eight percent of those suicides, particularly for the men, it's a life crisis. They reckon about forty percent of the men that suicide have a mental health condition or disorder. So that's sixty percent that either aren't diagnosed or don't have it. So Mm. they started to say over 50% of guys, it's a build-up of what they call the technical terms, getting all my technical words out, situational distress. So what are we going to do about that if it's just life? Mm. Well, we need to be proactive, hence why it used to be called proactive men's mental health movement. Yeah. need to be proactive, need to make some change before the shit's the fan. Yeah. We don't need to make it too hard. Guys are busy. Everyone's busy. We don't need more shit to do. 
and we don't want to disempower men to make change. We don't want to be told off like little boys that we haven't done something or we haven't mm. done it right. We want to be empowered because when you're empowered, then you start making the better decisions and stuff like that. Yeah. Whereas a lot of ad campaigns and stuff are about their purpose and what they're trying to create, the change that they're after is good, but the way that they go about it is disempowering. So sort of focusing tried, on what you're not doing. Yeah, ever try to tod- tell a guy or a toddler what to do? Mm. Well, they, they usually give you the bird. Yeah, yeah, it doesn't. Uh, but if we can do something, yeah, exactly. <laughs> so you can hey, right, yeah, exactly. They don't. But how can we create a, an environment or a space mm. where guys can make that better decision or top up yeah. on some good stuff rather than it just always being when mental health is mentioned, it's always about as soon as you say mental health, you always think a conditional mm. disorder. Yeah. yeah. That sort of thing. Why can't we have great mental health? It turns out that mateship is one of those things. 100%. So we want to talk about mental health to guys, not not mm. with our purpose. Mm. We want them to have a good time and feel better about their lives and make empowered choices. You can do that all from mateship. Some yeah. stats say there's a you know potential of 22% increase in life expectancy if you have some good mates around you. Professor John McDonald for the University of Western Sydney and um, is the one of the patrons of Menshed Australia, says three close mates is one of the best things full stop, that a guy can do for their health and well-being. And then conversely to that, if you're lonely or you're feeling a bit isolated, which a lot of men are, they may be surrounded by people, but they they don't say anything, yeah? Mm-hmm. Not that talking's the only answer, but it's worse than obesity and as bad as smoking 15 cigarettes a day. Mm. So why not have some more mates in your life? Mm. What's some of those situations that you talked about where you said – Men struggle with situation depression. Situational distress. Yeah. yeah. Um, what's some of those situations that you've seen that are causing that distress in males currently? Yeah, there's there's a lot of things. You, you know, there's um, breakups and relationships um, and loss, as in mourning as well. There's no financial stress or loss. A lot of those sorts of things all build up. And if you have a look at the... The stats that people are trying to change, like I, I'll put in domestic violence and things like that, does that come from a guy that's balanced and had a good time and been out with everyone and done what he needed to do? Or is that a guy that's stressed, overworked and a bit lost? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like my biggest challenges of when I <clears throat> feel like I'm a failure and that's where the ballsiness, if you like, of what we do came in. Yeah. Like I'd started it potentially, like I'm pretty, we started Bros, Burgers and Brews Another name that you can't remember. Imagine if you had to announce that one. That's too many Bs. The three Bs. And it, it was almost like it was like a coaching thing. I wanted to – I could see potential for guys. I could see a space that needed filling. But then as as we started that and kept doing burger nights and things like that and when we first started out, I was like, guys don't need any extra pressure or they don't need to be sold anything or mm. any sort of stuff. It's the space that's created. Yeah. And then the name changed but also the ballsiness came in when – after 18 months of us, who's Jacko's four, so 18 months into being a dad, and I felt like a failure. Everything on the outside may have looked okay, but on the inside I felt like I was lost. I wasn't meeting other, you know, these inverted comma ideal expectations of what it means to be a dad, mm. what it means to be a successful dad, you know, all these things. And it all came, I, I didn't know where to go, because you're busy, you're trying to catch up on sleep and things like that, you just don't, it sort of side, just whack me. Big uppercut, and the question popped into my head: What would Jacko's life look like without a dad? Yeah, was that? And that scared the shit out of me. Before 
Did you have this your was, first child before this was, the movement started? No, no. So this is about around two years into Grab Life yeah. by the Balls, I think. I have to check the dates. But it was Grab Life by the Balls had already started. Yeah. But this made it ballsy because then I could see, I could see the shit mm. and that we we're all... Not just men, but we're all kind of bullshitting ourselves to some degree of like, what is it that we're really here to do? Mm. And what is it that makes us happy? Because it's not like being busy. Do you feel like your failure was stemmed? Well, not, not, having the failure. Four, not having the four wheel drive, not having the house, not having the overseas holidays, all that sort of bullshit. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. yeah. So all those, like, that ex- we talk about this a lot, but external things yeah. trying to fulfill you. Yeah. Did that only come about after your son, or did you feel like you were chasing that prior I think to? it was always there. Yeah. And then the now stepping into present day, we've been living at Maroochydore Caravan Park for the last five or six weeks. I've quit the practice that I was in as a Cairo. Um, and we're taking Grab Life by the Balls around Australia, living in a caravan. And so I've thrown myself to the wolves, if you like. I've decided to have my, if you talk about other things like the, the death of an ego, I've actually chosen to do it. Mm-hmm. But holy shit, I... I am completely lost. I have no idea what I'm meant to be doing. Something breaks in the caravan. I'm not very handy. I, well, I was okay as a chiropractor with my hands. I'm not very handy on the tools <laughs> at yeah, all. Man. And it's like, holy shit, I don't know what to do. But if I look back at what I was doing, and if I did that for another 30 or 40 years, that's not an example that I want Jacko to see. That's mm-hmm. not going to make me happy. I'll be safe. I kind of can cruise through. Yeah. But... It's not, I'm going to be bored shitless, hey. So, what changed for you? What was well, that, that moment? Well, that was, that was COVID lockdown one. And I ended up um, just up the road here in Medina. Oh, a mouldy as fuck unit that we were renting and no one wanted to help us. And they mm-hmm. basically wanted to kick us out and pay rent until we moved out. Fire out. And I'd, I'd love to tell you off air who it was too. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> but that, yeah, but that's okay. Because... Um, mm. As a, and then, so we were basically homeless. We weren't sure what was going to go on. Um, even rang a local MP, like, is this lockdown going to get worse? Like, I'm not sure where to go. He's like, it, it's, it didn't, but he was like, it's looking that way. So we just bolted, went down to Wagga, stayed with mum and dad. Uh, Jacko had just broken his leg. He just got over school sores as well. We were homeless. We didn't know what was going on. We ended up in mum and dad's place. And then Jacko is obviously feral because he's sensing all that energy. Yeah. Mm-hmm. May or may not have had a bit of a bust up with me, old man, and then we're on the road in the middle of lockdown going from Wagga to Melbourne. Like, we had a bust up about three. It was a good one. Mm. Uh, Big shout out to Dad. Um, And uh, ended up in Melbourne about 10 o'clock, but on that drive, everyone else fell asleep. Besides me, obviously, I was driving. And I'm going, holy shit, what the fuck are we doing? Yeah. Why am I doing it? Yeah. None of this is working. I'm not happy there's surely there's something different to do. And mm-hmm. it was like, it was pretty obvious. I love going for a drive, grew up in the country, like a moonlit countryside out the back of Wagga somewhere. And I was like, oh, we need to, I'm getting chills talking about it. Mm. It's a good sign. Yeah, yeah. absolutely. <laughs> I've been looking for a few in the last couple of days. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's like, we just need to get a van and let's go. Yeah. yeah. It was like, whatever you want to call it, but it was like I was guided to that point to say, hey, whether you talk about universe or God or whatever, I was like, this is what I need to be doing. Yeah. Mm. I love that. Not that it's, it's obviously like a dark place that you were in and, you know, you don't wish it upon anyone, but it's so important that people have these experiences to realise that there is so much more. Mm. And it's, 
you know, us three sitting here understand it, but this is what this is all about is so our listeners can hear it and hopefully have some takeaways from it. But it's okay to be in those places because in those times that, that that's when you have your aha moments, what can I do to change this? Yeah. I want more for myself yeah. and yeah, my family. Yeah, some ballsy questions. Mm. Mm. Yeah. Um, Bullshit. This is intriguing to me because this is like 18 months after you started Grab Life by the Balls. So this was, was this was 12 months ago. That was 12 months ago. 12 months ago. Yeah. So to, what was there a catalyst that made you actually start the charity to start off with? Like go back further and not a, not as ballsy as those stories. Yeah. It was like there was a need I could see after playing cricket and then moved up here um, as a Cairo graduated um, and got into all this extra reading. I loved I I realised I love personal development. Yeah. And I got stuck into it. And, you know, when you get really excited about something, you're like, preach it. Yeah. Like, shove it down people's throats. Yeah, absolutely. And I was kind of like, I was in that mode. And um, only because I was so excited because I was like, one, it makes a massive difference to me. But two, like, you might, if I'd known that while I was playing cricket and known these things, like, life would have been so much better. But the guys didn't want to hear it. Yeah. And so how do I talk to guys? Well, it's kind of over a burger and stuff. So it was accidentally um, me and a bunch of mates, we went to the burger bar and Marool bar. They did the best burgers. God, they were so good. <laughs> we must have sent them broke. Uh, that's why they're not there anymore. But 10 of us, we all, we all loved going to the place, but 10 of us all congregated there yeah. one night and had a great time. There was a little whiskey bar. The Columbian did a whiskey bar on a Friday night there back in the day. Had a couple of whiskeys. And it was like, that's the thing. That's the ticket. And then, so I didn't mean to start a charity. It was kind of a business model that I had in my head. Yeah. Like a networking type thing. But yeah. then, like I said, it snowboarded and you could see the simply effective way of just getting guys together is so beneficial to their health. Mm. Yeah. I feel, especially in the health and fitness industry and in the personal development space, people are going to be attracted to you more so when they feel like you've shared or had your own experiences. You know, imagine if you didn't have your upending last year, for example, and you continued on that path. You'd still probably, you know, be running a very successful charity and things like that, but it's almost like the way I see it, and I love the shit, but it's the universe is like, all right, Sam, you need to level up now. Here's mm. your crap that yep. we're going to present you with so you can then take yourself to the next level to impact more people and help. Yep more people absolutely would you agree yeah totally like it was it's the universe cool. just saying hey well that's why it's the first time i've been a little bit angry about the situation that we're in but like it's great that it all happened because it mm. all worked out we came back end up with like a house on the beach and we had a great 12 months and all this sort of thing and it was all you know planned to get into the, the caravan i just didn't expect the latest iteration of us getting on the road and living in the caravan park yeah. and the little hiccups and yeah the yeah. holy shit i have no idea what i'm doing i didn't expect that but it but is what it is. The, the path path every other time, yeah, every other thing that's worked, we've popped to another level. So yes. yeah, totally yeah. agree. Yeah. That's How did cool. you, when you were going through that time with your with your dad and you're living with your parents and you've got young kids and I'm sure your missus was like loving that time as well. How did you communicate how you were feeling with her? Like, were you, did you sort of openly communicate? No, not really. I've got better at it. I've yeah. invested a lot. I've invested a house, I think, in my own personal development. Um, and so I've got better at that over time because I didn't know what I was feeling initially. Yeah. But I know when, like, that initial one with Jacko going, what, did, what would his life look like without that? I was like, holy shit, it frightened crap out of me. Yeah. Mm. So I then implemented things and then understood, like, okay, when you look at, go back to the men's health stats, men's mental health stats, you can see that 
there's a lack of understanding or a bit of that we're bullshitting ourselves as to how we actually feel. Mm. What were your go-to ways? Were you an avoidance person or did you react in anger? How did that come out? Um, once I sort of got through it a little bit, I'm like, I'm like, okay, what can I do? I've always been very internal. I can always rely on myself. Um, I did need external, you know, stuff to help me. Mm-hmm. So that was, um, what did I do? It was a gratitude journal on my phone that I, every day, um, meditating every day, like ridiculous. Yeah. Um, and then the third one was a book called um, Change Your Thoughts, Change Your Life by Wayne Dyer. Mm-hmm. And um, it's based on the Tao Te Ching, which is a Buddhist, no, Taoist text. So it's like a ancient text that's been written by an ancient Chinese guy called Lao Tzu. Mm-hmm. It's kind of a bit, you've got to really sit with it and process it. Yep. But Wayne Dyer had written like an essay that went with a verse. So about five-minute chapters. Mm-hmm. So it was perfect from going from Medina to Mawuba for a swim. It was like the perfect thing. So that was the... They were my controllables. So I could control what was going on. Yeah. Because we know, like, and all the evidence will come out at some point about how bad, if you don't use social media too well, how much comparison and expectation and all that shit we put on ourselves and all that other yeah, stuff. Yeah, can you've kill you. Be, you've got to be totally, you've got to do a fair bit of work. Otherwise, because we, and we take things in so easily, whether it's yeah. um, radio ads or whatever it is, TV you know, everything that we eat is obviously... It's a consuming world, that's all. That's everything all that we eat, we, you know, in this conversation, we, we obviously put a lot of emphasis on what we eat, but then we don't often think about what we're watching or what we're listening to. Mm-hmm. And so the more... You're still going to... I still love watching movies and watch them for different reasons these days, but I love watching a movie or binging on Netflix like everyone else. But it's also being aware of adding in yeah. plenty of good stuff, Yeah. whether it's mates, whether it's listening to a certain... You know, they've got this uh, Impact Strength and Fitness podcast. Or really <laughs> yeah. Podcast. <laughs> yeah, boom. <laughs> it's just adding, but it's adding in all those things yeah. as well. Yeah. Yeah. Gratitude, journaling, that's a huge one. I'm so big on that. I yeah. write every day. Yeah. Um, and I see the power in that for sure. Um, not only do I write like my gratitude, but also I think it's important to um, write about affirmations and what you want for yourself and, and um, creating your life the way you want to there's so much power in putting pen to paper yeah because yeah. really a lot cool. of this stuff is clickbait these days and it's designed to be fearful and fear is a survival thing and it puts you in a certain place that's not so good mm. if you're not aware of it yeah sam i read a stat this morning as i was preparing for this and it was this is even before COVID hit it was more men died in 2019 from suicide than the entire road toll male and female role toll in 2019, 2020. Um, to, I had to read that a few times to, for that to actually sink in. How do you think most guys are – what's the common struggles you see? We talked about those things prior, but, I mean, you're having chats to guys every, every single day. What's Is there a common thread that you're seeing? I think it's – and it's not just men, it's women as well. Mm. I think it's how we live our life. Where we're getting there. Where's that? Yeah. What is it? It's been a real challenge for me in the interim of um, just for, as a personal example, lots of stuff, doing some deeper work and adding on to the gratitude and stuff we're talking about, but actually getting stuck into your fears, like not pretending like there's a lot of bypassing I've noticed in this sort of industry these days where you pretend like it's not there and we've got to have happy thoughts and we just do that. It's actually the juices in actually going, what is it that's scaring the absolute shit out of me? And then there's some processes around that to actually 
work through that and getting clear on what it is you're scared of. Mm. 100%. Because we can, those fears are right down here, locked yeah. in a bloody box. And yeah, no and they can, can be locked. Them. But the more that you sort of look at them and yeah. the more that you're scared of them, the more you want to run away from them, the more mm. they're dictating your life. Yeah. The more you go into them and have a look at them, particularly someone that knows what they're doing, I think you need someone there to, like I, I was coaching a, um, a client of mine this, this morning and she could tell I wasn't quite 100%. And um, so she came back and then she, I must have, I must be a good coach because she took me through the same process. And it's always good to have that other person there to crack open mm. what it is that's kind of, you feel shit, but what is it? Yeah. Do you think that's what it is, that guys are not so, living so in I the mind? I was going to go, what yeah. was the question? I, I think there's a lot of pressure and expectation and what it looks like on the outside is very important. Yeah. And I, I don't know where it comes from, but it's like an unwritten rule. If you're a guy, basically, doesn't matter what you do, but get a job that pays a shitload. And that's your badge of honour to say that you're a, a good bloke and that you're a good dad as well. Mm -hmm. That if the kids, so then you make heaps of money, you've got the nice house, you're safe, you're supported, you know, you're invested really nicely. And then, you know, if the kids ever want anything or the missus wants all this stuff, that you can pay for it. I think that's an unwritten thing that goes on in our heads. So the big transition for me at the moment stepping away from a business um, that is quite busy and established um, and I've been here for like seven, eight years and the practice has been there for 20-odd. Yeah. It's not, a, it's not a money smart decision. Mm. But down here in the heart, it makes so much more sense and it's, it's still grapple with it. Yeah. It's like, well, what are we going to do if we run out of money or yeah. what are we going to do? But every time I think about doing what I was doing, the example I'm setting for Jacko, um, and how I can look at myself in the mirror, mm. that's so much more important than how much is in your bank account. And I feel like, and it's not for everyone, I'm not saying change your life immediately, but I think it's just having an expectation of or understanding your expectations or why you're doing what you're doing. Mm. Yeah. And my, my clear one, my purpose is to go, well, how can I raise Jacko the best that I can? And the best answer to that is, is not to discipline or do anything, is to actually lead by example. Yeah. And so I think we've got this, expectation of how life should look yeah keeping up with the joneses and things like that and then if things do go pear-shaped or we do all that and tick all the boxes we're still waking up empty yeah and that's not just men i feel like women are on the same thing we're all looking at each other and butting heads at one level and having a fight about it but overarching that is that we're we've kind of missed the point i feel mm. what are we here for yeah as a male, I definitely feel that pressure 100%. And it's not, no one puts that pressure no. on me except for myself and probably what society, what I see society doing. And <clears throat> as you're saying that, I'm like, yeah, I feel that pressure. Like business owner, you know, in the grind. And just recently, I've just been like, oh, man, I just got to enjoy this process that I'm going through, you know, like, you know, the business is always going to be there. We're always going to be able to help people but you still put that pressure on yourself constantly and um yeah while you're saying that that was just like straight to me which was pretty cool what's what's some of the fears that you're currently facing mate i'm completely lost yeah i have no idea what the fuck i'm doing like sh little things break on the van or like is it level like is it going to move at night like how do i get the awning out <laughs> yeah <laughs> like, cool. stupid things but it's like completely new <clears throat> yeah and then something goes wrong and then I automatically I kind of process to get to the point where I've made the wrong decision, which I haven't. Mm. That goes back to some other deep stuff as a kid. Mm. But it's like 
shitting myself about that. And it basically comes back, I feel like, to that we've defined ourselves as a failure in some way, shape or form. And it may be very, on the outside, it may look like nothing. But on the inside, it feels completely different. And I feel like that's what a lot of guys are running from. Yeah. So you stepped into new territory and almost feeling incapable. Yeah. But yeah. if I was doing what I was doing, the grounding question, if I was doing what I was doing 12 weeks ago, I'd be dead on the inside. But you're in that comfort. Yeah. And I, I needed to, I thought it would be a little bit easier, you know, with divine guidance and everything like that. But we've got some lessons or we need to be on the coast maybe talking to you guys rather than doing it over the phone or something. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. But, you've, you know, would I like it any other way? Well, didn't like what I was doing, so let's go. Mm. I feel fear, it rules everybody with their decisions that they make, yep. you know, and that if we just make it super simple and we look at, like, stepping inside the gym for the first time, right, that's, you know, that people just avoid it, avoid yeah, it because they just fear because it's something so new, completely yeah. new environment. Um, yeah. So, yeah, I can, can totally relate. Like, for me, for example, um, having been through a massive, like, whole new life journey over the past 18 months of myself, I wouldn't be where I am today if I didn't go through the fear. Mm. Um, and backing yourself, I think, is like a huge thing, but yeah, it's such a process. Yeah, and it's well, it's it's all weird, isn't it? Because fear and excitement, if you're in tune with your body, mm. pretty much in the same place. So yeah. is it fear or is it excitement? If it's fear, well, what are you actually scared of? What's the worst thing that could go wrong? Mm-hmm. Well, the caravan could fall apart, um, we get, run out of money, and then what? And then it's like, well, I'm going to have to call in a few favours, but I'm sure there's about, you know, at least half a dozen people off the top of my head that will put us up and we'd figure something out. Yeah, big yeah. time, man. Yeah. And would I rather risk that and have a crack at that or do what I was doing? And it's, yeah. again, it's the same answer. Yeah, that's um, that's awesome, man. That, there's a lot of guys that skim over the, that question, you know. I, think, I don't think yeah. just guys. I think everyone sort yeah. of skims over that from time to time. Yeah. Mm. I've heard... In a conversation previously with someone close to me say to one of their children, when you talk to your kids about, you know, what do you aspire to? You know, what do you want to be when you grow up? The, the child would be like, oh, I want to be a teacher or whatever. And then they're like, oh, that doesn't make enough money. Don't do that. Is that like a like a generational thing, do you think? I think there's a lot of reason. Like we try, I generally speaking, we probably try not to parent like our parents, mm. but we end up doing that anyway. Mm. <laughs> so well, true, we try man. not to do it. I always catch myself it. saying stuff that yeah. my mum and dad yeah, used like, to oh, say. No, just like, oh. I, just, I just did that. No <laughs> way. Um, yeah, but it's also what embarrasses us. Like, Jacko, we were at a cafe. Like, you all know the cafe owner quite well. Jacko just had a tantrum. And as a four-year-old, and... And with what I know, I was like, well, what am I going to do here? What's the best scenario? Well, he just needs to let it out. Mm. And sometimes he's quite strong or slash stubborn <laughs> yeah. in a way. <laughs> yeah. So just trying to show him what the expectation is and things like that. And he was far gone from that. He'd lost it. Mm. Was it the best way to respond to that? Was it to whack him and pull him into line? Or was it to let him actually let it all out, get that emotion out and move on? Yeah. Because, like, the whacking thing, like, that's just, I want him to be quiet. Why do I want him to be quiet? Well, I'm embarrassed. It's about you then. Yeah. I'm mm. embarrassed because I've got an inverted commas naughty child. And we mm. actually had this, it started off an interesting uh, complaint, shall we say, from someone that was there, and then followed that up with a more heartfelt conversation afterwards and actually turned into a great conversation. But so much pressure and expectation of how I was showing up as a parent 
and being embarrassed by having a naughty child was all the shit that was the worst part of it. Mm. It was all my shit, not even Jacko. But yeah. I know Jacko needs to let it out, otherwise he's going to go internal and not be safe to do that. Like if we can safely let go of anger as men, I don't know how you feel, but when I get fucking angry, it's scary. Mm. It used to be. But if you actually work through that anger, you probably drop into some sadness. And then somewhere down there, some unworthiness or some hopelessness or even loneliness underneath all that. But if we can't actually go, if we're too scared to go to anger, it sits there, bubbling away, bubbling away. And then that's when other types of shit hit the fan. Yeah. Yeah. Very generally speaking. Yeah. Because it's a, a natural emotion. Like we're meant to feel that. Yeah. But it's and, and doing so, it in But a, where do you see a, a safe way. expression of letting go of anger in society? Mm. I do it in my car. Yeah. Listening to music. Yeah. And that's, you know, that's a great thing to maybe witness, not in the car, but like going past. But most of the time it's like, you don't, you, you're angry. Don't, you know, yeah. don't show it. Mm. Let it out. 100%. It's energy. Let it out. Yeah. Let yeah. it go. Instead go of carrying it. that through. Yeah. How do we get onto that? Oh, that's, oh, that's, oh, so that's that, good. And it was back to the road toll question, eh? Hey? And men's health. So coming back to men's health and the road toll and things like that, it's not sexy to talk about men's health. Mm. So... And this isn't, again, not having a go at women. This is just some facts, and I'll bring it together a little bit more. But, you know, guys die of um, prostate cancer more than breast cancer, but you don't talk about it. Mm. It's not talked about. It's not public. It's almost like it's not public knowledge. Yeah. You know, seven men a, a day are suicide in Australia. Mm. Talking, talking about, I don't want to mention the C word, but talking about a pandemic, like where's the real pandemic? Yeah. Yeah, I totally agree with that, man. Yeah. And, and there's no conversation. A lot of the – there has been some change. So Glenn Poole, who is the head of Australian Men's Health Forum, um, has some great stats, great resources where most of my stats come from. They actually had a roundtable with one of the ministers who's around the suicide and mental health stuff for the Prime Minister, and they're going to actually introduce more male-specific things because male suicide and male mental health are very different to female and not to take away funding from – females or other areas but to add funding into that area more specific to men because going back to the whole mateship movement and everything there needs to be a different approach for guys what do you think that approach is because i was going to ask you this question before but obviously you're in this daily if you were given a blank check like what would that how would you how would you use that that is an awesome question it could do, it could happen from someone listening to the Impact Podcast. Someone could come up and give you a blank check. I hope they do well, if you're yeah. listening. <laughs> well, I, or a car that tows a caravan. Yeah. So yeah. three-ton towing capacity would be great. <laughs> oh, man, I feel it. It's going to happen. Well, yeah, so one thing, one effectively simple thing is I would definitely work harder with Grab Life by the Balls and take this around because guys need more mates. Yeah. It's, it's something that's proactive, it's positive, and it's beneficial. Yeah. And – with the stats that I reported before, it doesn't matter if you're having a burger or not. It's not great for your health. The benefits of actually being with mates is actually outweighs most of the burger, yeah. if you like. Yeah. Obviously, it's not ideal. But that mateship thing is so important. It's so Aussie. This, this is the thing that doesn't penetrate guys. All this stuff doesn't get to guys because it's disempowering or it's telling them to do something like seek support and things like that. But... And um, that support and everything that everyone's doing in this space is fantastic. A lot of it doesn't talk to the guy. Mm. How do we talk to the guy? We just get him around with his mates. Yep. We make it okay. Even if they don't come and they just listen to this podcast, the understanding that 
hanging out with your mates, maybe not getting absolutely shit-faced, mm. <laughs> but hanging out with your mates is actually really good for you. It's something that you need to do. Yeah. It yeah. is so good. We're, we're very social beings, particularly guys. Mm. We just do it very differently to women. We stand around the barbecue next to each other and grunt mm. and fart and, you know, whatever else, yeah. take the piss out of each other. Yeah. But that's the way that we do it. Yeah. And that's okay. That's actually really good. Yeah. It could be better, but that's that's the way we do it. Yeah. So empowering guys to make that decision. And then the idea, once we've got 100 locations of Grab Life Boy the Bulls around Australia and we have too much money, too much funding, is to be sort of in the middle of the woo-woo, too far out there stuff, which is really cool stuff as well. And then the mainstream kind of what the government is doing, we want to sit in the middle and fund more positive proactive things for guys mm -hmm. that are going to make change before the shit hits the fan. Yeah. That's the big pitch with Grab Life by the Ball. So I would just take it all and we would run with that idea and get it going. I heard you talk about um, in some of your videos that the content that you put up on your Facebook pages is about your wingman. So you, you said just before 100 locations, what does that look like and what's a wingman and how that can they get involved with Grab Life by the Balls? Yeah, well... You know, a wingman is that guy that you take with you that, you know, sort of takes one for the team sometimes or does those sorts of things, yeah. you know, if you want to go down, you know, a Saturday night kind of conversation. But a wingman's just a guy that's next to you. We all need a good bloke next to us, and a wingman's just a good bloke. Mm. He organises events in whatever location that he's at. Yeah. Which is, that's it. So, unfortunately, it seems that the guys that we do have on, it seems that the older guy is actually the the better person that's actually got a bit more time. So the kids are kind of grown up and that sort of thing. Not to say that guys with younger kids can't help us out. We'd love that. But it's definitely the older guys that are, have got a bit more time and organisation because it may look really easy. Like you may see photos of 40 or 50 people hanging out, socially distanced and signed in. Yeah. <laughs> at Lullabar Beach. Yeah, absolutely. That takes, you know, we've been going for almost five years. That takes time. And I'm just at a stage now that someone, Shano, Big shout out to Shano. Shano's running a lot of the stuff on the Sunshine Coast and I don't have to do too much of the day-to-day -day stuff there. Mm. But that takes a long time. I think a lot of guys just see it, go, oh, that's easy, that's, that'd be fun, and then they go with it. Yeah. But it does take a little bit more time. You know, you've got to crack guys open, you've got to keep showing up, you've got to show them that it's, um, that it's normal. It's okay. There's mm. no weird stuff that goes on. Yeah. You're not a pussy if you turn up, but you can just hang out. Yeah, that's important for guys to know. Yeah, yeah. and that's like going back to the gym for the first time. That's like you're right, you're right on. no matter how easy we try and make it, you're still rocking up to some location with a bunch of other dudes that you don't know. And even myself, personally, I was like, ah, oh, there's no way I want to do that. Yeah. But it's, it's one of the best things that we can do. But there's still those, no matter how easy we make it, there's still some barriers for, for guys to come on. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I've got a couple of questions that might tie into yeah. each other. Just jumping back when we're talking about statistics and stuff, and it's true when you say, or I agree when you say that, um, you know, women's sort of mental health or um, their health in general is probably more of a focus with the statistics. Do you believe, what are your thoughts, if there was more funding around men's mental health, those statistics dropped, would that have a direct effect towards domestic violence? I reckon it would, in a nutshell. Mm. The only, the only issue is that we're only looking at, it comes back to your philosophy of what health is to you. Is it the absence of a mental health condition or disorder? Is it the absence of suicide? Mm -hmm. Or is it about thriving and living a best life? And that's the government and a lot of organisations playing that sort of crisis role, mm. the, the symptom approach, like there's a big problem. 
yeah. and that needs that attention. Why Grab Life by the Balls has its name and what we do is about actually getting to that before it becomes too much of an issue. You need both. Yeah. But there's so much focus on it'd be great that the government does all these things. But again, like going back, it's we're waiting for someone outside of ourselves to do yeah. it. Yeah, mm. it's so, like we want to do more, obviously, yeah. and having these conversations is gonna gonna help. And I think domestic violence is is really in our face, and it should be because women are dying, and we should be supporting those women. But okay, let's help the men so those incidents don't happen as often. And how can um, women or in a partnership be there more or support? their partner if they are struggling what do you what would you want in a partner if you were going through a hard time Mm. yeah that's a really good question i think it's it's a safe place so you hear a lot of the times i try to steer clear i'm very um although i can be a bit bogan when the way that i talk but i'm very specific about the way that i say things and the answer isn't just talking about it Mm. whereas a lot of i feel like a lot of guys are getting they need to be this emotional guy. They need to talk about their feelings. That's not the only answer. So hounding the guy to talk about how he's feeling, um, it may be of benefit, but just remember coming from the guy's perspective, he think of his dad, think of his granddad. Mm-hmm. These are the guys that have raised him. This is his benchmark of how he acts. Yeah, That's what we've learned. Whether we <laughs> want to do it or not, that's how we roll. Yeah. And so if they, if it's hard to actually find the words. Guys are good at doing stuff, doing stuff side by side, moving around, going for a run. Like how many times do you do a session and it's when they're moving, that's when it all starts to talk. Yeah, big time. The, that's all connected differently for guys that they have to be doing something. Mm-hmm. What do you think? They all play bowls and golf and stuff. Mm. <laughs> and so that comes out more. So it's more about having that safe space to let him process. Like sometimes you're going to have to, hey, this isn't, you're going to have to, like, sometimes you need to snap them out of it yeah. in some way, shape or form. But it's having that space. And for me, for what works for us is that my wife is obviously far more aware than I am. <laughs> and so she lets me have my little tantrum or my cry or whatever it is, go through my shit stuff, and then she just gets out of my way essentially mm-hmm. or just gives me the space to do it. And then we come back and I retrospectively have kind of worked it out or we talk yeah. about it together. I love that. But it is really hard because sometimes mm-hmm. you're going to have to say, hey, you're not okay. Yeah. Yeah. And at an extreme level. Deal with your but shit, at, the right? other, at the other stage, you also just need to say, it looks like you're having a rough time. I'm going to give you some space. I'm, like, I'm here if you want to talk about it. Mm-hmm. I'm here if you want to go for a walk or anything or implement, you know. Let's go out. Let's go for a run. Let's go for a walk and add in the good stuff as well. I think it really also comes down to where the male in the relationship is at in their journey. So like for you, for example, you're aware where you're at. So when sh- your partner allows you or gives you that space to feel what you're feeling, go through the motions, then you go and you, you do what you need to do. Whereas someone who isn't in your position, that might not be beneficial for yeah, them. Yeah, and that's usually trying to forget how we feel. Mm. That's getting shit-faced or something yeah. like that. Yeah. And trying not to feel it. If you go back to one of the core roots as to why a male might be depressed is because they feel like they're a failure. So potentially their partners could be more encouraging through the day-to-day and encouraging what they're doing and, you know, not corny, like, well done, you did a great job at work today, but just like, hey, I really appreciate you, the time that you're putting in for for our family, you know. Like I think 
I'm talking from a male's perspective right now, but I know when my wife does that, like I'm like, yeah, cool. Okay, she sees the work that I'm putting in and she values what I'm doing. Yeah, and then the opposite is if that's not seen, you both have a fight because as a guy, you don't see what goes on when you're not there and mm. vice versa and you both end up fighting about, well, you did this, but you haven't done that. And rah, yeah. Rah, whereas mm. actually you've both done amazing stuff all yeah. day. Yeah. It's just very different. Mm. And it's appreciating both sides because if it was, you know, if there's only one, that whole equation looks, you know, a lot different if there's only one of you in that relationship. Yeah. If you're by yourself. Yeah. Yeah. It's a team effort and we play different roles. Yeah. I think that's such a um, – I've never sort of heard that question asked like that and it's probably really cool for partners to, to be able to understand where they sit in retrospect to where their, their husbands or their boyfriends or partners are going yeah. through, you know, because um, sometimes they can – guys can do stuff that's just got a big question mark over the top of it and I'm guessing females are just like, what the hell are you doing, you know, mm. like – you know, what's happened today that's making you feel like that and treating me like crap or treating the kids or blowing up at the kids. So I think that sort of question is really good. good yeah. Good yeah. And sometimes, you know, and think really think about their dad or their granddad and how they act mm. and how, how do you try and make change with them. Sometimes it's like that's why we never say that it's a blokes-only event just in case the missus is bringing the guy with him because he won't come by himself, which mm. has happened before. Oh, I can speak from experience. Or, or you put, <coughs> or you put, you get one of our flyers, or you put my dulcet tones on YouTube and listen to me or whatever. But you like just plant the seed, you know. Mm. Three months of having the flyer on the fridge, and then the guy comes down. Yeah. Such a personal journey. Yeah. Yeah. Or they actually, they might not come down, but they know that they have a listen to our podcast, or you know, have a listen to this, and they under, have a bit more understanding. Yeah. Mm. They do it in their own way. Yeah. Might, and sometimes you won't even know that they've done it, but that so much more empowering if it's their decision. Yeah. If it's a crisis situation, you need to act. But if it's not, you need to just let them just keep planting seeds. So there's guys listening and females listening to our podcast who are sort of in that space right now where they feel like they need to do something for their mental health. They need to be proactive and maybe step out in faith a little bit. Um, what is grab life by the balls doing practically on a weekly basis to help these guys yeah so check out our event section of our website or the facebook page depending on where you're listening but on the sunshine coast we have um a caloundra coffee catch up at king's beach bar about 6 30 or 7 i can't remember if the, what time they open during the week wednesday, <laughs> wednesday, wednesday, wednesday yeah good thanks i'm glad you know um bridging on a thursday morning rule bar friday morning rule bar's fun yeah. it's like right in front of the beach it's like prime position in between the Lewitha View and the, the surf club on the public barbecues. It's usually pretty good weather. Yeah. Pretty good bacon and eggs. And um, and then monthly we do a burger night. Yeah. Usually um, your mates, um, Brewing Co, have been really supportive and really getting behind us. So yeah. um, it's most likely there. And this mateship movement tour that you're going to do, which direction are you heading first? Is that a big oh, question? Oh, yeah, my head hurts. <laughs> <laughs> I'd kind of forgotten about that while we are doing this. Um, the original idea was to get to head out to Toowoomba. Yeah. So, and it's kind of just following contacts that we've got and then working our way up to Cairns. Yeah. And then back to Wagga with mum and dad for Christmas. And then barring any weird stuff outside of my control, <laughs> down around. So we've got Muzza and Warnable, so definitely need to get sort of down into Victoria and then head across to Perth, potentially Perth like this time next year. Um, Northern Territory, Tassie, kind of going to bypass them. 
but if we know someone or it all works out, we'll probably do that. I might have to fly. I'm not sure um, the old caravan going up all the way up there is gonna <laughs> it's gonna handle it. So um, go across yeah. on the Spirit of Australia. Is yeah. that what it's called? The big that's, ferry. That's I can't wait to yeah. see your upcoming vlog. Yeah, yeah, should be good, eh? Hey? Yeah, yeah. So we'll just um, yeah, and set it up. Have a burger night. Have a bit of a chat. Very low key. Usually yeah. sitting on a bar stool. Let people know. Ask questions because. Like we talked about, I don't like preparing for these sorts of things. Yeah. People ask the questions they want to know anyway. Yeah. And then find a couple of good guys. We know one great guy or a couple of guys that can help out each other and, and get the events happening there. It's really not hard. It's just a. Um, I kind of thought it was revolutionary at one point, you know, high-fiving myself about this great idea, but it's just like the men's shed. Yeah. Out of shed. Yeah. Yeah, I love it, man. So if someone's out there, they head to your website. Yeah. Grab life by the balls. .com.au. Yeah, and then they can check out your events and where you're heading. Yeah. You personally, do you have um, personal Instagram or Facebook? Yeah, I've got too many things. Uh, yeah, yeah, hit me up. Um, uh, Sam.parker86 is my Instagram, my um, my personal Instagram. Um, the other stuff that the going deep into stuff is um, is sort of my coaching brand, which is my um, other personality that I my other hat that I put on. Yeah. Uh, and he's called Sammy P. Sammy P. Yeah, sammyp.com. We'll link that. Yeah, all in we'll here. link it in. Yeah. I'm so excited for you. I don't have balls to grab, but if I did, I'm going to grab a life by the balls. Yeah, it's a metaphor, isn't it? Exactly. It's a metaphor. I'll be grabbing them. I love it. You know, it's like it's the one thing, like it's it's guys, so it's balls. It's proactive because you're going to grab them and you're taking responsibility for yourself. Like it's kind of, it kind of just all worked. So we get. I think you've nailed it just then, and it's a great way to finish our podcast is grabbing life by the balls, taking responsibility and uh, and doing the best we can. Yeah, absolutely. absolutely. Yeah, thanks, Sammy P. Oh, thanks for having me. Yeah, thank you so much. Hey, and if – I'm just going to finish it there. <laughs> <laughs> so that's it. Thanks for listening. And if you have loved tuning in to us here at the Impact Podcast, just subscribe, rate and review. Yeah, and if you think that this podcast could impact someone you know – then make sure you share it. Catch ya. Bye. Rockstone, two damn phones, Babylon can't crack the code. Used to sip out Styrofoam, but figured I should stick to